Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. This week, I am joined by the king of self-aware cutting lyricism. His anthemic electro-pop tracks have captivated audiences throughout our nation's capital and beyond, and today he is here to let me pick his brain a little bit. Please welcome the absolutely amazing, the one and only Mr. Bryce Bowen. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm even more fantastic now that you're here. Thank you so much (laughs) for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So diving right into it, tell me what is the worst question you've ever been asked in an interview? Oh, the worst question I ever was asked in an interview has to be someone asked me what the grossest food I ever eaten ever I like I've ever eaten was and I was just like what does I don't know what that has to do I mean it's a perfectly fine question I guess it can be funny but I was like I don't know what that had to do with anything so maybe that that yeah I hmm. unless it was for like a food magazine I don't which it wasn't it was for like the city paper so (laughs) interesting yeah um, if you could collaborate with any musician, living or dead, who would it be? Ooh, okay. Living or dead. There is an artist that I absolutely love. Um, her name is Yona Lee. She's also part of a um, a group called I Am Am I, Who Am I? They're like a Swedish pop group, makes very like avant-garde synth music. And that would be the ultimate dream is to collaborate on a very like ethereal you know, magical synth extravaganza with, with her, Yona Lee. I love that. I'm going to have to check them out. Yes, please do. Everyone should check them out. They're amazing. (laughs) Using only one word, describe your latest project. So I just started writing some new songs and I would say one word to describe those would be holy. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very new for me. Oh, yes. Can't wait for that. That'll be fun. Um, 
if if they asked you right now who is an artist that you would drop just absolutely everything and go on tour with okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna give two answers to that like the one this the like the dream one which would be you know anyone in that makes pop music like i do would want to open for lady gaga that would be like the penultimate like you can't get better than that but um there's also an artist that i hear is going on tour his name's tom aspals and um he if he goes on tour in america because he's in the uk i would love to open for him i think that'd be amazing he will be appearing on this show uh, later, later this season. So I will, I will ask him about that for you. I doubt he even knows who I am, but yes, please, please <laughs> do. I'll do a little name dropping before we record. I'll be like, okay, so if you're coming to the U.S., uh, here, here's a list. Yes, Make it no, that would be amazing. His new album, um, uh, Life in Plastic, is just like so amazing, and I think he's incredible. So that'd be awesome. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Um, I think there's like such a focus on, on age in general. Like if you're too young, if you're too old. And that just seems like such a, I mean, I just saw a statistic like Beyonce just got a number one. Nicki Minaj just got a number one. And then like Britney and Elton John are up there and they were like, it's a record because that's three people. Well, I guess with Elton, that's four people over 40. Like it's a, like never been, never happened before. And I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Like all of those people make amazing music. And if the only reason you're not going to play them on the radio is their age, that's, that's just dumb. So I would change that, the ageism of it all that's that's a solid answer and uh, a pretty popular answer to this question every everybody i've talked to for this show it's, it's somewhere in there there's something that like you know oh you're you're too young to to know about that or well you're a little past your prime so right yeah Sucks. so music industry yeah. get your shit together let's go come on don't observe age i don't yeah. i don't observe age in music <laughs> What's a venue uh, that you would give anything to play? Anything to play. I just, so I'm in Washington, D.C. And I just saw Charlie XCX at the Anthem, which I don't know if you're familiar with the Anthem at all. It's like a a massive, um, it's hard to explain. I mean, it's definitely a music venue, but it's like in between an arena and a theater. So it's just like a huge open space. The acoustics are amazing. The whole place becomes like a massive dance floor. And I think it would just be incredible to feel that energy. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm manifesting that for you. You'll, you'll, you'll play there soon. Thank you. I hope that'd be awesome. What's your worst habit during the songwriting process? Uh, like I said, I'm writing a bunch of new songs right now, and this has always been a problem for me, and I'm really trying to crack down on it with these new songs. It's just like, and I feel like a lot of people have this problem, too many words. I just have a lot to say. I want to jam as many words into a line as, pos- uh, into a line as possible, and um, I work with a bunch of very talented producers, and Alex, who's making a bunch of these new songs for me, he was like, you need to, you need to, to cut some of those words out i was like uh valid i will <laughs> but yes always putting too many words in hey, what's a song that you wish you wrote 
Ooh, a song I wish I wrote. So I have a playlist um, that I call Omega Level Pop Songs. And those are songs that are just like undeniably incredible. Like you put it on, everyone's going to love them. Um, And at the top of the list is Winner Takes It All by ABBA. So I think I have to go with that one because that one's just a perfect pop song. Excellent answer. Describe your perfect day. Perfect day would be not having anywhere to be, waking up whenever I want. It's a nice day, not too hot. I'm going for a walk with my friends and my boyfriend. And then I come home, write some music and watch a movie. Like very low key. That's what I'm into these days is keeping it low key and boring. Nice. <laughs> I, I I feel that sometimes sometimes low key and boring is is perfect. So yes, I feel that definitely so. What's a song lyric, um, yours or someone else's, that's always stuck with you? That's a tough one. Um, oh, okay. Um, Madonna, express yourself, don't repress yourself from human nature. I just, I don't know why ever since I heard that song, like long ago, that line has always stayed with me. I actually wanted to get a tattoo of that lyric. And uh, this was in my college days and I got a little too drunk and went to the, uh, tattoo parlor and was like, I want this. I had like printed it out and then I chickened out, but I'm so glad because when I went home and I woke up the next day, I was like, I spelled a bunch of that wrong. It was like butchered. <laughs> so I was like, thank God that did not get tattooed onto my body. That would have been so bad. That, that would have been rough. Yeah. I, what's your What's your favorite cuss word? Um, I gotta go with fuck. Sorry. That's like, it's just, you know, when you're, it's every other word when I'm like, high in energy on something and just like venting you know classic it's a classic one it is a classic it is i i use it like a comma so i i feel exactly exactly what's your favorite beyonce song okay so this is my favorite beyonce song at the moment this is like the like the disclaimer i have not sat with renaissance long enough to like because that album is so good so one of those songs might eventually you know rise to the top but right now i'm just going to go with like my tried and true which is on self-titled drunken love there's just something so perfect about the production the lyrics the video i don't know it's just it's like beyonce at her best or formation one of those two classics excellent answers excellent answers what is something um, that people would be surprised that you own? Surprised that I own? Well, I'm in my office right now where I write all my songs and stuff. And there's a bunch of like tchotchkes all around. Um, oh, this is kind of weird. I mean, I think a lot of people that listen to my music or follow my work know that I like superheroes a lot and I like comic books. But like something weird is I have the entire run from beginning to end of Ultimate Fantastic Four, which is this like subpar. I mean, I loved it, but it was not a popular comic book. So why I have all like a hundred issues in my room somewhere. I don't know why I'm still holding on to that, but that's pretty weird. (laughs) That's 
that's the i think that's like the first like actual could be considered weird thing uh that someone's <laughs> answered with because everything else has been like really really innocuous like i own a bow and arrow okay cool right yeah i could i mean I like prefaced it by looking around the room. That's not in this room, but I just thought I have like a bunch of superhero posters. I was like, yeah, that's pretty weird. This like bonus side <laughs> mini series, like bizarre. If there was a musical Mount Rushmore, who would be on it? Musical. So how many people are on? Is it four, four presidents? Four. Are on Mount yeah. Okay. So the musical... Mount Rushmore would be Britney, of course, Gaga, of course. So Britney, Gaga, Madonna, and Janet. Because without those four, you would not have me, but you would also have (laughs) none of the pop musicians of our time. They are like the blueprint for the greatest pop stars. Excellent answer. I love that. Using only colors, describe your music. Ooh, okay. Cobalt, like a cobalt dark blue, a ruby crimson red. Those are like contrasting, or not, those are like two colors of red, but like a very vibrant red, a very dark blue, and then like a metallic silver. I think nice. that captures all the essence. Yeah, I like that. I, you are the lead singer of like a super group. Who are the other members? Great. Okay. I'm going to go with Tom since I said I want to open for him. So we'll put him there. Lil Nas X. We're just going to go full gay. And then we're going to put um, Ollie Alexander in there too. And just do like a gay Lady Marmalade. That would I'm cover all the bases. for that. Yeah. I'm so here for that. Yes. I need that to happen. Um, you're given you're given the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. And the music industry gods have said, Bryce, you're allowed to cover any song by any artist. What do you pick? Any song by any artist? Okay. I don't know. The other question about like, what is your favorite or like, what song do you wish you could have written? The close competitor to that would be All the Things She Said by Tattoo. So I think I would do a cover of that and like synth it up even more um, because it's already pretty synthy. But like, I don't know, it just has like the perfect marriage of like these huge pop melodies, synths, guitar, and then of course the whole like uh queer baiting and lesbian drama of it all that was fun to experience <laughs> yeah i like that i like that i saw i saw a video they they performed that recently somewhere yeah i saw that on twitter that they were like yeah. back at it which was great i mean good for them love that yeah. hey what's a song that you've written uh, that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. When I was writing, so on my um, recent EP, it was called A Rosie Retrospect that came out earlier this year. There's a song that sounds pretty different than anything I ever um, put out. It's called Nice Things. And it has, you know, it's kind of guitar. It has a little pop punk energy, but... Um, I would, I wrote that in mind with like 
a montage in a movie where someone is just like spending a lot of like a shopping spree montage makeover scene. So it'd be awesome if I ever did a music video for that. That would be the theme, like movie montage at a mall, trying on all the outfits, spending all the money. Yeah. Nice. I like that. So this next question uh, is kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. Um, I have three of the more cliched questions uh, that musicians get asked in interviews. And I'm going to let you pick one to answer. So your choices are, who are your influences? What got you started in music? Or what is your creative process like? Hmm. Um, let's do, uh, how I got started that. Cause that's kind of fun. Um, right. I am a musical theater child. Like I like grew up in musical theater. I went to school for musical theater. Um, and so I always loved to perform, but at the same time, you know, I was watching MTV, I was watching all of the pop stars. So like, I loved, I've always loved that genre of music. That genre of music um, has always spoken to me, especially the like melodrama of it all. So you have like the people that I want on that Mount Rushmore, you have Gaga, you have Madonna, you have all of these people that are just like insanely theatrical. So you have that sense of musical theater and drama, but then combining it with current sounds, combining it with dance music, um, So it all kinds of fits together in my head and why it was a natural transition from (laughs) musical theater into the kind of pop music that I make. So uh, yeah, that's how I got started. I was a little musical theater child. Nice. I fully recognize that we're all annoying, by the way. I take ownership (laughs) of that. Anytime I tell someone I I come from a musical theater background, I'm like, I know we're an annoying breed. You don't have to, like, I'm self-aware, I know. So as... As a as a former musical theater kid, I yeah we know <laughs> we are a lot yeah yes. <laughs> what is your strangest pre-show ritual? This has gone back since like the first times I ever performed, which would have been like in elementary school. I cannot. I mean, I think it's good to be nervous before you perform. I think that's. You know, having that little edge, um, having that little risk factor is is essential to giving a good performance. But I get so nervous before these shows. I can't eat. I can't do anything. But if then if you don't eat, then you don't have enough energy and then your blood sugars. So like I eat before every performance, just like the blandest grilled cheese. So that's it. Like grilled cheese before every performance. That's all I can eat. Can't get adventurous. Can't like go like that is the ritual. Um so yeah, that that's still true to this day. Grilled cheese or bust, or I'm not eating, and then it's <laughs> going to be a bad performance. So you better hope I had my grilled cheese. Nice. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? Well, both, I hope. <laughs> but more than ever, I mean, I think I would have used to say entertainer because I like I I don't like. Um, you know, I think there's like an energy where people think pop music is disposable or like there are pop stars that are manufactured or it's not like a very deep style of music. And I don't think that that's true at all. I mean, I think that um, 
you know, entertaining is an art form and you can be an entertainer and still put out a lot of nice music and art. And there's an artistry to how you present songs and bring those songs to life. Um, but with the music that I'm writing now, I'm starting to feel more um, sure of myself as an artist. So I think right here and now, I would say I consider myself an artist, but I don't think there's anything wrong with considering yourself an entertainer. Nice. Excellent answer. <laughs> How many alarms does it take to get you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> um, well, sometimes, okay, I would say I wake up on the third alarm, but if I'm taking a nap, there's no, it's the, that's the dangerous <laughs> thing. There's no alarm. I will turn it off. I had to get apps that like you have to do math problems to like get the alarm to shut off because I just won't wake up. Um, but right now I'm trying to do three, three alarms, and then you have to get out of bed. Like you can't, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> that, that seems pretty solid. Yeah. That's not bad. What do you think is the biggest misconception about musicians? I think there's just a lot of fakery and a lot of, um, you know, illusions and uh like facades because i think to succeed in music and um you just have to put on a front that you're killing it because like i don't i think that that's the uh you know a lot of people sometimes especially emerging artists um we like to compare ourselves and like oh this person has that or they got this opportunity and you know a lot of that is just smoke and mirrors i mean you should be happy if anyone in your community is rising because then if one person rises, we all rise. But, you know, I talked to a bunch of fellow artists and everyone is like, oh yeah, like I think they're killing, I like from the front, you think someone is killing it. And then they tell you like, oh, well, this and this is on my brain and, you know, I'm worried about this. And it's like, well, I didn't, based on what you've been like <laughs> delivering in your music and in social media and your performances, I thought you're killing it. So I think overall there's just, um, a sense of bravado and confidence that might not actually be real, but, you know, fake it until you make it. So I would tell, uh, yeah, that that's the misconception is that everything is like golden and rosy. I don't think that that's true at all. Okay. What moment in your career are you most proud of? It would probably be, so this summer, um, I did my first ever tour. I did a bunch of pride festivals all along um, Maryland, Virginia, and Pennsylvania. And one of the dates that we did um, was in Lancaster, PA. And I'm from uh, Pittsburgh, but I'm from, the Pits uh, I'm from Pennsylvania, but like the Pittsburgh area. So I had never been to Lancaster and we got there. I had um, my dancer with me, Rose Maywood, we performed on this amazing stage with um, like LED screens. We were in a stadium. There was like hundreds of people there. It was just the most insane thing ever. And I was so grateful that, you know, the organizers had chose me to perform and that I got to take part in that and kick off pride season with a bunch of people and just share my music. Um, so that was pretty amazing. So I think that that's probably the most proud I've been yet hopefully more to come <laughs> nice 
What's the first song that you remember hearing? First song, um, I think it was Gloria Estevan, Turn the Beat Around. <laughs> that, nice. that one. We would listen to that in the living room growing up. It was like on the CD player. So I think that I think that has to be the first song I remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. If you could start your career over from the moment that you decided to pursue music, would you do anything differently? Great question. I try not to have a lot of regret or not to do a lot of like, what if, or like, if I had done this, I I just don't think that that's healthy. That being said, (laughs) if I could go back and start all over again, I would like make sure I would be like the social anxiety that you're feeling putting yourself out there asking, you know, this person, if you can perform in their show or asking for this opportunity, don't have insecurity about that. Just do it. Like, that's the only way it's going to happen. Have confidence in yourself. That's what I'm talking about before. Like the facade, like go in knowing that you're amazing, knowing that you're going to kill it because those opportunities will come if you ask for them. But if you're just too afraid to like, you know, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, that's not what they're looking for. Nope. Just ask ask and see what happens because that is how I've gotten every opportunity so far. So that's, I, I have to remind myself uh, before, like I send interview requests that, cause I'll have this moment where I'm sitting there before I hit send and I'm like, I don't know, but in the back of my head, I'm going, the worst they can say is no. Like the worst someone could say is no. And then like, I think that that's the, you know, my, my therapist one time said, she's like, you know, no one cares about you. And she did not mean that. And she elaborated. Right. That was not the thing, but you're the only person that is like constantly thinking about yourself. And so, you know, if someone's like, I don't want to do that, or I'm not going to do that interview, or I'm not going to give that artist that performance, they're done thinking about it in like 12 right. seconds and then they're not going to go home and tell, you know, their sister at dinner that this happened. So I think that that's a very important thing to remember um, to just take some of that pressure off of yourself. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's not personal. It's just, you know, it may not be the right time and may not be the right time. Yeah. And you never know what will happen. Wait a year and yeah. then try again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My, my mantra has been, I'm going to keep sending emails until someone says yes. Of course, yeah. Or, or or until they block me. That's 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 where we're at. And who and you know their loss. Ugh, God. <laughs> what keeps you up at night? Uh, my to-do list. <laughs> it, it seems like you know everyone has this, but it seems like right when I'm about ready to go to sleep, I'm like, oh god, I had to send that email. Wait, where are we on this project? What is the budget for that? It's like, that's when my mind decides we are going to go over everything that you might have forgotten to do today. So that sucks. And uh, would you would you ever try maybe acting full time? I've actually thought about that a lot. Um, a, because I did go to school for musical theater. I don't think I can act at all. Like, I like, <laughs> I think that is like the reality is I don't think I can act. Uh, but my boyfriend is writing a podcast, uh, like a drama, like one, like a horror podcast. Um, okay. And 
I'm trying to I'm trying to persuade him to let me dip my toe back into acting by doing a voice role on the podcast, which you know what should be guaranteed since he is my <laughs> boyfriend. I should not have to convince him, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I have been thinking about acting, but I don't think I'm very good. So I don't think I would ever want to be a full time actor. Okay. So tell me, tell me about your latest project. What's out now? So what is out now? So we are, um, so like I said, we were touring with uh, All Summer, A Rosie Retrospect. That was my EP that I put out in February. And I was very lucky to do this Pride tour and booked a bunch of gigs. And from that, a bunch of gigs, you know, have popped up for me in uh, the fall. So I'm about to do a bunch of dates through the end of the year where we'll still be promoting the EP and sharing music off the EP. So that's kind of what's going on now. And I'm very excited for that. So if you've not checked out A Rosie Retrospect, please do that because those songs are amazing. And I'm writing more. Um, I just started, uh, I had a little break from performing in August. It took some time off and started writing again. So I'm not sure when I will put out the songs I've been working on, but I'm very excited for the stuff that's coming. Well, that's not true. I know I, I'm going to perform one new song this week. We're doing a show um, in DC on Friday and um, I'll play new music there. So that's exciting. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and so what, what do you have planned for the future? Like what's next? What's next? I want to put out another EP. I didn't, um, when I put out the EP at the beginning of this year, I didn't know like what's next, an album? Do I want to put out more singles? And from my experiences this summer, from the stuff that I've been writing, it does feel like this is going to be another EP, like a small collection of songs. Um, And I want to hit the road bigger next year. I want to do some um, dates off the East Coast, venture into the West Coast, venture into the Midwest. I'm getting my uh, toes wet in later this month. I'm going to Kansas. I'm doing my first ever show in Kansas, which is so cool. Um, So hopefully there'll be more of that in 2023. Fantastic. So tell the folks uh, listening at home and all over the world uh, where they can uh, find you online, where they can listen to your music, yeah, so my name is Bryce Bowen. You can find me at brycebowen.com and then Bryce Bowen on literally everything <laughs> that you can possibly be on. I'm probably on it. And, you know, the biggest obstacle with my name is spelling the last name. So that's B R Y C E B O W Y N. I got to figure out a nice way to like work <laughs> that into my shows. But yes, at Bryce Bowen on everything. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, where is where is your music at? Is any streaming platform? Are we yeah, all, over all the of them. Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere where you can listen to music, you can find my tunes. Fantastic. Bryce Bowen, thank you so much uh, for joining me on the show today. Uh, I have enjoyed this immensely and I am very, very excited to see what the future holds for you, sir. Thank you so much. I really had fun. Thanks for having me. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. 
You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now.